The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you feel that you're losing the battle with looking and feeling your best? Stop! Welcome to Body Balance Talk with your host, Jeannie Schmidt, along with Lucy and Madeline. Your body has an outstanding ability to heal itself and stay healthy. It's up to you to get the process started. Now, here's the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Body Balance Talk. This is Lucy. And I'm here with Jeannie as well. And uh-huh. Madeline should hopefully is, should be joining us any moment now. Yes, and it's Halloween today, and happy Halloween to everybody, and we're wondering if you have your costume on, and um, we know um, Madeline has been around here. She is in her skeleton costume today, and somebody came into class today with an Elastigirl um, costume on, and um, not too many other costumes, so today a couple of those little ears that you put on kind of like a headband, but... Uh, we're taking callers today, aren't we, Lucy? Yes, we are. The number is one 472 5792 And we've heard from people um, outside of the show, of course, that they're afraid, they're nervous to call into the studio. So if that's one of you, is that it? if you're nervous to call in, just make up a name. And you can even put on a nice accent, and then no one will know who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can send us an email, and then your voice won't even be on there. Info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Yes, and it's and Halloween today, and besides costumes, we wanted to talk about that um, for us and what we do, it kind of marks the official beginning of what we call the holiday slide. And I'm saying officially because from our standpoint, it really starts much earlier than Halloween. Today's October 31st, and uh, we think more, at least around here in Minneapolis area, maybe possibly late September and it's when we can sense that the daylight starts to get less and less and so for some people it could be even a little bit earlier than that and it just um, around here it seems like it's one specific week and you know you never really know what it is but from my standpoint I all of a sudden start hearing clients talk about oh I don't know why I'm just really craving carbs for some reason and so it's when that daylight starts getting less and less And this is often when cravings appear. And those would usually be cravings for comfort foods. That's what people say. I just just want to curl up on the couch and have my comfort food. And usually these comfort foods are going to be high-carb foods. And one of the reasons that people crave these high-carb foods is because when you eat carbs, it's going to help you to increase your serotonin and your feel-good neurotransmitters. And so what your body senses is the sun is going down, there's less and less daylight, and so our neurotransmitters inside start to change, and we don't feel quite as good as we do, and so we just start to look around, look around in the cabinets or look around in stores and see, oh, what could I eat? Maybe these pretzels or maybe this popcorn, 
or it could be sugary foods. And, and then we also want to snuggle up on the couch and maybe watch movies or TV. And here in Minneapolis, this can easily go on and on and on until spring appears. And here that could be March or as far as even later in April when people start to feel their energy coming back. And this is a shame because that's really a lot of months to kind of shut down your body. And so let's just back up and discuss this beginning part again. And how does this start? Well, if you go back to May and June and July and just envision yourself and what you were doing and what you felt like, uh, we have a fun summer. Usually people have a lot more fun in summertime, not necessarily, but just generalizing. You're having fun in the summer. Most people are outdoors a whole lot more and you have warm weather and there's a lot of light. And at some point, at least here, it doesn't get dark till almost 10 p.m. So a whole lot more light that we have. And then and then the light comes alive in the morning really, really early. And then in general, people, at least here, eat a lot of local produce. And generally, people are really feeling quite good at um, summertime. And then the light starts to diminish. So it's actually starting to diminish after June 22nd or so. But your body doesn't really register a whole lot of that, at least around. And I keep saying around here because it's at different at different latitudes and what's happening. But it seems to be sometime in September and it also can depend on the temperature as well. But then we, when that light starts to diminish, we notice a change in our appetite. And, and then our appetites, our appetites change. Oh, it looks and then, like Madeline's on the phone. So let's bring her in. Yeah. Can you, can you hear me, everybody? Yes. Yeah. yeah, we can hear you. Well, here so I great. am. I made it on. Oh, great. Yeah, we were just talking about how in September the light starts to to diminish, and then we notice a change in appetite. And then we also notice that we don't really want to go outside like we did in the summer. And my husband, David, and I, we really noticed this because we go for walks. I know I always mention this on the radio show, but it's one of our habits that we do. We go for a walk around either Lake Calhoun or Lake Harriet almost every night, and in the summer, we go pretty late because we just w- would prefer to not be down there with all those people because it's absolutely packed down there. It's kind of like the state fair. That's what I like to say. It's just packed with people down there. And so in the summertime, we like to go a little bit later when people are quieter and there's not as many people down there. But at this time of the year, we, we can walk around the whole lake and we don't even see one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or if we yeah. see somebody, it's like one or maybe two people. And that tells us that, well, that's interesting. Just a few months ago or a month ago, people were just packed around that lake and now nobody's out there. So obviously we know where they are. They're inside and they're sitting on their couch with their TVs on. And around the lakes, you can see the houses around the lake. The lakes that we have in Minneapolis are city lakes. And so they're not those ones where you have all these weeds around the lake and then cabins and things like that. They're actually right in the middle of the city. So there's houses all around the lake, these really nice, beautiful houses. And then you can see people's TVs flashing. (laughs) Like you look Mm -hmm. up there off the lake and you see this big flash. And so we know, yeah, everybody's sitting inside watching TV. Now that's a really big change to go from being outdoors, walking and biking and rollerblading and whatever you're doing outside to now every single night sitting inside watching TV. 
that's gonna, that's really going to be a change in people's biochemistry. And so what's happening is that the lack of light, it creates this lack of serotonin and other feel-good neurotransmitters. And it's also an ancient human response for us to get into hibernation mode. So if we think just about nature and how that works, when, it, when we have less sunlight like this and then it starts to get cold, um, animals hibernate. And so we are, in a sense an animal. So it makes sense that we get tired easier and we get, we want to sleep more and we want to curl up on a nice warm couch and we want to eat carbs and comfort food because our bodies actually, if we were following nature, they would fatten up a bit going through winter. That would actually carry us through. And so we would just dive in and eat those kinds of foods and eat the carb foods um, to carry us through the winter. But that's not actually how most people choose to live. And most of us just don't want to sleep more, even though we, we know that would actually be better if we all got more sleep and it's dark. Maybe we could add on an hour of sleep every night. But people don't want to do that because we want to just be busy and go out and maybe have fun or we want to work more. We want to watch more TV shows. We don't really want to sleep more. And then most people don't want to fatten up. Like that's not something people think, oh, this is really good. Winter's coming. I just want to put on an extra five or 10 pounds. And what's interesting is that lots of people do put on that five or 10 pounds, but you think that that's actually kind of a natural thing to do. Now, we're not advocating that people go out of their way to do that, but if we actually just only ate real and whole food, we might put on some healthy weight going over the winter and then lean up a bit in the spring and into the summer, kind of like animals do. But we've really gotten away from nature and so we don't we don't want to just say, oh, that's okay. I'll bring out the Oreo cookies and the ice cream because Jeannie on the radio show says it's going to be good to fatten up. Yeah, that's not what I'm saying. But just that if we did actually live out in the environment with nature, that would be a natural thing that would happen. But we would actually fatten up maybe with apples and with maybe some berries and with the fruit that happens to be available. And then those root vegetables like sweet potatoes and potatoes and beets those would actually be the things that would fatten us up if we happen to be syncing up with nature. But back to this, um, what we actually want to do, and me and other people I know, most of us don't want to do that. And we aren't living with nature anyway, even though we might think that would be really wonderful. The truth, we just have to face up to the truth that we aren't doing any of that. And none of us seem to intend to want to do that. We want to work at our jobs and we want to go out at night and we want to have our high energy lives, similar maybe to what we had in the summertime. And so it's not natural. And our bodies tell us that they, they tell us that by making us tired when the sun goes down and it shifts our hormones and our neuro, neurotransmitters to make us want to eat more carbs and it makes us want to eat those comfort foods. Not only that, also it kind of removes our, our urge to move and exercise and that urge to move and exercise seems to go out the door at this time of the year. And so for most of us wanting to carry on um, effectively in our modern day world, we would have to go through some unnatural steps to keep our brain chemicals and our hormones supporting our lifestyles. And I see this all around me. I experience it myself. So I, I feel myself get tired when the sun 
is going down. And as a matter of fact, here it's daylight savings time coming up over this weekend. And so soon here, what ends up happening in Minneapolis is it's going to start to be getting dark at about 430. And if anybody's in tune with what you feel like, you notice, wow, between 4.30 instead of 10 p.m. or 9.30 in the summer, that's an extra, whatever, five hours mm-hmm. of loss of sunlight. And so it would be natural that we would feel tired and want to go to sleep because when the sun goes down, it makes us want to feel that way. And so if we don't want that to happen to us and we say, you know what, I don't want to actually go to bed at 4.30 or 5 or even at 7 p.m., then we have to take some unnatural measures to keep ourselves going. And so what would that be? And one of one of the biggest ones is going to actually be exercise. And so I understand that most people are going to not feel like exercising. And so the scenario goes, well, I work all day. And then as I'm walking out of work into the parking lot, it's actually dark outside now. And I get in my car and I have my, my, my clothes to go to the gym, but I don't feel like going to the gym. I just don't feel like it. I feel like I'm just too tired to go to the gym. And so instead, I'm just going to drive home and I'm going to watch some TV, and I'm just going to relax. And then you tell yourself that you're going to do those things because you should de-stress. And then what people need to understand is that watching TV is actually not de-stressing, that it keeps your brain um, firing and firing and firing. Those brain waves are actually not actually in a de-stress state. And so we're going to encourage people to see what you can to do, you're going to have to use a little bit of discipline to, to remind yourself that no, starting at 6 all the way till 11 or 12 at night, that's 6 hours of TV, that's actually not going to be something that's going to be de-stressing for me, even though it seems like it because you're just sitting on the couch and it feels like you're relaxing, your brain waves are actually not in a relaxed state. And then that TV, it becomes very, very addicting because you watch these shows. I know you know what I'm talking about. And you mm-hmm. watch these, these series shows and you just want to watch one more or one more. You have Netflix so you can just keep on watching these series shows. And then one thing leads to the next and then it becomes addicting. So the next night you want to watch TV and then the next night you want to watch TV because you just don't feel like exercising. And so what I'm here to to mention and say to to everybody who's listening is that we understand you don't feel like exercising, but you're going to have to use some sort of discipline and say, you know what, I don't feel like it, but I'm going to do it anyway. And what you can do if you, like say that you belong to a gym or say that you come here to the studio, if you're going to a place, tell yourself, you know what, I don't need to exercise for two or three hours. I'm going to just show up. I'm going to go in there and like if it if it was here and you sign up for a class, say, you know what, I'm going to go, go into the class, get myself set up. And even if I do 15 minutes of the class, I that's going to be fine. And we actually encourage people here to do that. You never think that you have to exercise the whole time. And so even getting in 15 or 10 minutes of exercise is going to be highly beneficial with shifting your neurotransmitters and hormones. But I'm going to just tell you this little secret that I know, that if you get yourself in there and you tell yourself, I'm only going to exercise for 10 minutes, I can absolutely guarantee that you're going to get warmed up and then the 10 minutes is going to go by and you're going to start to feel great and you're going to go, 
oh my God, I'm not leaving now. I could if I wanted, but I'm not going to do that because this is really fun. I feel really good. That exercise and movement and being around other people and having these lights on and activity, it's going to actually shift the hormones and the neurotransmitters where you go, why would I leave now and go out into my dark, cold car? I might as well stay here and finish the class or finish my workout and really get something out of this. Well, let's go on to our break. It's time for the first one of the day. And when we come back, we're taking all of our callers. So make sure to call in uh, and we'll continue our discussion. We'll see you back in a moment. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Every day, you hear so much about different aspects of the health and wellness field. One day, you hear one thing, and the next day, you hear something that contradicts what you heard the day before. How do you know what's right? Try tuning in to The Cutting Edge of Health and Wellness today with Dr. Neil Nathan and Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum. Our goal is to educate and explore this field with guest experts in order to help you take control of your health and well-being. Listen Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. Kelly covers our relationship with food and teaches us how easy eating well and living well can be, taking us on a weekly food journey, guiding us to a more rich and vibrant life. So tune in every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for Eat Well to Live Well with Kelly Hill. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Body Balance Talk. To reach us with your questions and comments, please call into the program today at 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Now, back to the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back and happy Halloween to everybody. You're listening to Body Balance Talk, and I'm here. I'm Lucy, and I'm here with Madeline and Jeannie. Hi, everybody. Hi, Madeline. And we were talking about exercise. And even if you just tell yourself you're going to do 10 minutes, and oftentimes if you're in a class or you happen to go to a gym, you're going to just want to stay a little bit longer even. But here's another trick for people. And we've talked about this numerous times in the past, but that four-minute Tabata. So even today, if you go, you know what, I haven't exercised at all, and I really got off track, and I'm going to, it's Halloween today, so I'm going to start on Monday. We're 
going to encourage you to not say that. And instead, after this radio show, just do this right away for yourself. And it's that four-minute Tabata where you just do 20 seconds on of intense exercise. And you know what? You can even do this in your work clothes. So seriously, don't give yourself excuses like, oh, well, I'm traveling or I don't have my tennis shoes or I don't have whatever. You know what? Just 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 do it and you're going to find that it completely changes your attitude and your mood and it's just that intense 20 seconds of exercise 10 seconds of rest and then multiply that by eight that turns out to be four minutes and yeah, and it makes it really fun if you download a song that's designed for this. So you would go to tabatasongs.com. That's all one word. And you might be able to find songs somewhere else, but we like that one. Anyone who has already downloaded songs from there, there's new ones. So you could go back and take a look. And it's all timed out for you. So the music tells you when to stop and to start. And it's really motivational. Yeah, and you you might even be wondering, I don't know why you're telling us about this Tabata all the time or bringing up these things, but the reason why we bring these things up over and over is because our lives here in the studio, we run into so many people every single day, and these are even people that are taking measures to take care of their health, and they come in here to exercise, but almost every single person I talk to is having trouble with depression and with anxiety and with cravings, and so to me, what when I look around, it's universal that these are issues for people. And so we would really, really hope that we can transfer some good tips and information to you so that you don't have to feel that. And knowing that uh, we, li- we live in this environment with so many toxins and a lot of the water and the food that really is not giving our body the nutrition it needs. And so something as small as just the, the sunlight outside changing Whereas in the past, it might have made small shifts for people. I think in recent years, it's making such dramatic shifts in people that it's so bad for them that they need to consider going on medications or taking drastic measures. Or I even know people that they can't work because that they have these kinds of issues. And so this is why this is really, really critical. We're not talking about how about if you exercise just to stay on track with your program and to lose weight and to tone your thighs. We're talking about, this is about your brain and your brain chemistry and your mood to keep you able to go to work and able to stay in good relationships and able to have good communication skills. And then also to feel good and not have pain, not have trouble with your joints and all of this. And this goes back to what your brain chemistry is. And this just happens to be such a struggle of a time of the year for people. And on Halloween is when we really see with all of this loads of candy that's that's out there, so many people have intentions of, well, I don't really like candy. I don't really eat candy. But something happens because it's Friday. People have had a stressful work week. They get home and then they're with the kids. And, well, I don't really like these candy bars. But you know what? You get tired and get your kids are whining and all of these things are happening and your defenses are down. And I'll just have a a bite of this candy bar and then bam that leads to the whole candy bar and how about another one because they're those little ones since they're little candy bars I could just have two until it could be an hour and you've been eating the candy bars straight and so we understand that this is going to be a normal behavior for lots and lots and lots of people so one thing you need to know is that you're not alone 
if, if this happens to you. This is a very, very common occurrence, but we want to give you the tools to help you to have that not happen for you. So one of them is exercise. And if you do, it's on Halloween today. It's, it's here in Central Time. It's almost 1.30. If you do this Tabata, it will shift you, it will make you feel different about yourself and actually shift your biochemistry. And then maybe if you do another Tabata later, and if you do some of these recipes that we're going to talk about on the radio show and have some foods that are going to satisfy these cravings and these urges to eat sweets and urges to eat carbs, but it's actually, they're not going to be addicting foods for you. So these would be tools for you. Now, before we get all to those other recipes and what you could be making and having in your house and moving on from exercises, talking about light in your eyes. And we have a lack of light outdoors. And if we're not going to live that natural light like um, life like animals do, we're going to actually need to use artificial light indoors. And something that we use in the studio is something called a light book, L-I-T-E, and then book. It's just a small lamp. And some people call them sad lamps you know, for seasonal affective disorder. And that it, that is what it is. And we happen to like this particular version of it because it's portable for people and you don't need to look, you, well, you can't look straight into it. It sits to the side. So look at that. You can be productive and be working or at your computer or even at work and have your light on and putting that full spectrum light into your eyes. And when you get that full spectrum light, that helps your body to make more serotonin, one of your feel-good neurotransmitters. Yeah, I've gotten mine out and I've been using it a lot more lately and it's wonderful. And it it's not extremely dramatic, like where I would notice from one day to another, there's a dramatic difference. But if I stop and think about how my mood has been the last few weeks and how my energy has been the last few weeks, it's dramatically improved over those few weeks. So it's, it's a good thing for people to use. Another thing you can do is use that light book in the early or mid-afternoon. So that's yeah. slumping that people tend to get, and it is Friday. So if you get that, you just get your light book out, and that's going to um, just perk you up a little bit. You just want to be aware of not using that right before bed because it's it's going to be perking you up and giving you energy. And that's a way around this incredible lack of light is we actually put more light um, into you. And any of you listening, if you're in Florida or Texas or Arizona, in those states, people have done studies there and found that even people living in those southern and sunny states, they still don't get enough light in their eyes. And so this really is something that would be beneficial for everybody. And then another one is... It seems like you'd have to really make an effort to go outside and like spend time out there in order to actually get enough. Like when you think about how... Um, you know, animals are, they spend a lot of time in the sun and, and getting natural light. It seems like that would be a lot more effortful these days than using the light book. Um, yeah, it is. And, and it depends on, again, it depends on your latitude for one. And then most everybody puts their sunglasses on when they go outside. Or if you're driving, you put the visor down so the sun isn't in your eyes. And so this is actually sun in your eyes. Obviously not looking directly at the sun, but having sun come into your eyes. And it should be at the time of the day when the sun is at its peak. And so that might be around noon. It's going to depend at different latitudes and different parts of the year, times of the 
year, but um, it is effortful. Absolutely, Madeline. And that, that's why most people really don't get enough sun in their eyes. But it's also why when you spend hours and hours, like the whole weekend outdoors in the summertime, most people just feel so much better. And that's mm-hmm. a big reason is because you're getting so much more sun in your eyes. Uh, and now another one would be vitamin D levels. And vitamin D also comes from the sun and it here in Minnesota you wouldn't with the latitude of the sun even if you went outside with no clothes on or a bikini you're not going to get the amount of sun on your skin in order to manufacture enough vitamin D so we just already know that you you cannot get vitamin D from the sun exposure in these kinds of latitudes and so um, you either have to travel somewhere and get that or you need to take supplements or you or you do both and then something about the vitamin D, this isn't going to be something that just directly improves your mood. It's going to help your immune system and it's going to help um, all kinds of different reactions and things that go on in your body to keep your body healthy. And so for people that feel like, well, wintertime comes and I really start to kind of go downhill, you want to really all year you want your vitamin D level to be up where it should be. But this is going to be real important, especially in the winter time. And so a a word of caution that I would like to let people know is you really should go to the doctor and get a vitamin D level done so that you know what yours is. And what you're looking for is a level between 50 and 80. And we have many people here who have done their vitamin D level and it's been seven or maybe it's been nine. That is the severe vitamin D deficiency. And this is not at all uncommon. And Even if your level is 30, which on a lab slip, when you get your labs done, the lab normals are going to say that 30 is going to be a good level. For immune and for cancer prevention, you're really going to want to have your level above 50. And especially people that have had cancer in the past are looking to not get cancer again, you want to be even higher than 50. So thinking of like 60 to 80. But it's going to be important to get your level done And uh, I'm going to just mention here that it's not going to be very easy to get the level to move up. So if you start taking supplements, don't think that your level is going to all of a sudden be 200. It's quite an effort to get your vitamin D level to move on up. Now, here in the studio, we use a supplement from Metagenics that has 10,000 international units of vitamin D. And there's also vitamin K2 in that. And it's a it's an ideal combination because the two together um, work so that it puts the calcium that you have in your body. The calcium not will not land then in your kidneys and allow you to get kidney stones or land in your arterial wall, and then you get arterial wall calcification. That vitamin D and vitamin K two help the calcium to actually be deposited into your bones. And so a supplement with the vitamin K2 along with the vitamin D is a very, very beneficial combination. And 10,000 international units is actually way above what um, I'm not sure which association one of the medical associations recommends. I think they recommend not more than 2,000 international units or maybe it's 4,000. But what we found um, not only on ourselves but working with all of the different clients we work with is that two and 4,000 international units a day of vitamin D has not been enough to raise people's level up. So we go on and on six months, a year until they take, you know, five or 10,000 international units or sometimes even more to get the level to be up to 50. 
So it is effortful. So what I want to say is that you could safely start to take vitamin D supplements, but just for um, a, a good good measure and to watch what's happening, you want to get a before level. So even if you start taking the vitamin D and a few weeks later you get your level done, take it because then you're going to want to take it three to six months later probably three months and see, is it rising up? Because if it's not rising up at all, then you might need to take more or listen to this. When you take vitamin D, you need to take it along with fat. You're going to absorb double the amount of that vitamin D than if you took that without fat or on an empty stomach. So take take the vitamin D along with your biggest meal of the day. And for sure, everybody's meals should be involving fat in them. And then you're going to absorb double the amount. So with that, we've seen that where people take the vitamin D on an empty stomach and then just cannot get their levels to move up. And then you need to know that that increasing the vitamin D with supplements is very, very individual. And for some people, extremely difficult to get the level up. Other people, not quite so difficult. So there's a lot of individual variation. And so because of that, that's why you would want to be checking your levels. And then another another great tactic here is really to get plenty of sleep and knowing that in the wintertime, you, maybe you just need to get a little bit more sleep. So allow yourself to go to bed earlier and for sure not be staying up with the TV at night, that thinking that that's... Um, even watching TV with that that blue spectrum of light in TVs or computers or on phones, that that spectrum of light is what keeps people awake. And something that we mention to people here is that there's this great um, program. I have it on my computer, and I'm not remembering what it's called right now. Yeah, it's called oh. F.Lux. So the letter F, F like as in Frank, dot L-U-X. That's it. Yep. And then you just, you look that up and download it and it takes hardly at all to download. Like it's a super easy thing to put on your computer and put on your phone. And then it has your location so that it will change the light on your computer and phone. So such as here, when it gets to be about four or five or six and it's starting to get dark, my computer starts looking different. It looks more pink. Mm -hmm. It's actually um, very, very pleasant. And um, it's not anything bad where you feel like you can't see your computer or your phone, but it takes that blue light out and it's that blue light, those kind of light waves that will keep you awake. Because remember we talked about the light book and the full spectrum light and that's to keep you awake and alive. Well, the last thing you want is to be having that in your eyes right before bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with so, this the app, does that make it so that you can just like, use your computer or watch movies on your computer as much as you want at night and it won't affect you or does it just make it a little bit better for you? Yeah, it's going to make it a lot better for you. But something that we do really recommend for really good sleep hygiene is not being on your computer or your phone or the TV for two hours. Yeah, two hours. That That's going to be a struggle for people. But you know what? I really think you're going to feel your health improve if you decide to go to bed. Like, just decide. I'm going to go to bed at 10 p.m. And I know that's a stretch for people. But decide it anyway. Just try it and say, I'm going to go to bed at 10 p.m. And by 8 o'clock, I'm going to turn off the TV. I'm going to turn my phone off. And I'm going to turn the computer off. And instead, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to do some stretching maybe. Or I'm going to read a book. 
and just have it quiet. Maybe turn on some soft music, have it quiet. And you might find if you start doing that at 8 p.m., knowing a lot of people, you'll be so darn tired, you can't even wait until 10 p.m. to go to bed and you'll be already going to sleep. But you're going to notice that you start to wake up earlier and have a lot more energy. This is going to help you to follow a lot um, closer along to your natural body rhythms, which dictate that in general, humans do best when they sleep between 10 p.m. and 6, and that's in general. And so we think that what is keeping us up at night, um, you know, late night snacking, and it's usually the TV or possibly conversations. And so we just think of spending those last two hours before bed in a different way. And just only doing that, you might even find, wow, it's amazing how much my mood has improved and my cravings have gone away. And I just feel so much better. I just want to add that on your phone, the app is not called F.Lux. There's different ones. But if you go to your um, store on your mobile device, just type in that F.Lux and similar ones will pop up. And that's helpful to dim the screen for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then also sleeping with your phone. And yeah. that's, that's a good idea to, to not do that and not have, have that extra... Um, EMF and everything else going next to you in bed. And I know a lot of people sleep with the phone right in bed with them. And you might really consider just for health improvement to move your phone out of the room um, and, and to turn it off and just give yourself those eight hours to have quiet time for yourself. And if you have any other kinds of things like that in your room, to just turn that off, then that would be including TVs and not be going to sleep with the TV on in your room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Computers as well. So just put those outside the room. Well, it looks like it's time for our next break. So let's take that now. And when we come back, I think we have some recipes that we get to share. Is that right, Madeline? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Some really fun ones. Good. Well, we be- we'll be back soon then. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to Body Balance Talk. To reach us with your questions and comments, Please call into the program today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at mybodybalancenutrition.com. Now back to the show. Welcome to Body Balance Talk, and you're listening to Lucy, Madeline, and Jeannie. And one more thing before we jump into our recipes today. If you're listening to the radio show somewhere else, um, or if you already know that you you would register on our website to listen to the radio show, um, if you register on the website to listen, you'll be updated with our update upcoming um, online programs. So soon we're going to be having online nutrition classes and other nutrition programs. And that's a way to stay in the loop by signing up on the website. And how would you do that? You would go to the website, which is studiotimeout.com, and then click on the radio show tab at the top. And then it asks you to create a username and password. It says register below for free access. And that's how you get access to the radio show. And we have those email addresses, so we'll update you when the upcoming online nutrition programs are ready to be announced. So we don't send you lots of other information or any other information about the studio, but mainly just about that. Yeah, and then back to our topic when we were talking about our cravings and Halloween and eating all this candy and and just noting that Halloween starts this kind of downfall for a lot of people. It leads into the next holiday and then the next holiday and then we all turn our um, habits around on January 1st. And so we think let's take instead of having November and December go downhill, we can actually have these be very, very wonderful months. And the other day I was standing up at the front desk and this was, um, these are two women who are sisters and maybe they're in their forties. And um, they were saying, you know what, this is going to be our first holiday season where we don't eat all this sugary food. So they're getting themselves all amped up with these other recipes and they're actually coming up with some other recipes themselves and they're really excited about it. And that's what we hope for all of you, that this is actually an exciting process and not one where it's just terrible and grieving because we are not going to be eating all these sugary foods. Instead thinking, well, I could actually go through November and December and slide right into January feeling better than ever. And so one of the ways that we promote people doing this, and we actually do this ourselves, is to have on hand all the time various treats. 
And so, of course, we eat other things like we're eating beef and we eat lots and lots of vegetables and we're eating chicken and salmon and fish and bison and liver and all kinds of other great food. Because um, so, sometimes people think that all we live on is these sweet foods and that's not true. We have those in the background ready poised and waiting for when we say, oh my gosh, my defenses are down. I just really need to have this little piece of chocolate right now. And then we have it right there. It's right in the freezer. It's on the countertop, or it's even sometimes in our purse because we have various little recipes that we say, hey, you could cut this up in cubes and put this in your purse. So when you're out shopping and doing errands, you have something and you don't have this excuse or no, I now I need to stop and get the slice of pizza and a Coke because because my blood sugar went down and I was shaky. Well, no, you just get your stuff out of your purse and just eat it. And most of all of these food, well, all every single one of these kinds of foods that we make are really, really nutritious and dense and healthy. They're not these things that are kind of like rice cakes that you could eat a whole bunch of. They're pretty solid foods. And so if you just eat a square or two of one of these kinds of foods, you go, oh, that's all I need. And then you just move on. You can think straight. You're energized. While all these other people are forgetting things, they can't even carry on a conversation, not you. You have a clear, clear mind and a lot of energy for your physical body. I'm just going to list off the names of some of these things. And they're all, almost all of these are on our Studio Timeout blog. So you go to studiotimeout.com and click on blog and you're going to see all these recipes. And just to give you an idea of what some of these things are, chocolate cake, pumpkin pie, cocoa butter chocolates, mango chocolates, coconut cream pie, triple chocolate cream cake, gummy bears, slender lemons, pumpkin smoothie, chocolate chip cookie dough bars, lemon poppy seed tea cakes, cashew coffee chip ice cream. So that's going to just be... This is even just a start of what you could find on that blog and what you could do for yourself. And so we're going to just spend a few minutes going over one of our newer recipes called coconut cream pie. And I think Madeline's going to take us into this one. Let's see even what this is. Yeah, and this is very special because this is the first time we're actually um, sharing this recipe with anybody. It's brand new, and it's not even on the blog yet. So if you want this in writing and you want a little bit more information than what we're going to give you today, then go ahead and subscribe to the blog so that you'll get an email this week when it's posted. But otherwise, get out your pen and paper um, or your notes, and we'll just start right in. So this is a coconut cream pie, and it's one of those pies that you eat cold um, and, and kind of like a... like almost like a custard consistency, but a, a bit thicker than that. So for Well, it's really pot, just like coconut cream pie. So anybody mm-hmm. that already eats coconut cream pie and you know what that's like, this is the same consistency. And you, you might even like this better because the crust is just unbelievable. And it will also smell up your house. So if you're one of those people that goes, oh, it's just a cold afternoon. I just want to do some baking. Then when you bake this crust of the coconut cream pie, your house is going to smell. And neighbors are even going to smell it. And they're wondering what you're doing in there. So oh, just yeah. because you're eating healthy doesn't mean that there's no more baking. So this, this crust is actually baked. Yeah, this is actually a very fun recipe for those of you who enjoy baking and enjoy spending time in the kitchen. Um, It's not super complex, but it is a baking experience. So for the crust, this is the exact same recipe 
as our macaroon recipe. So if you make the macaroons and the version with no eggs and with chia seeds instead, that's exactly what this is. So let's run through it. You'll need four tablespoons of chia seeds and three quarters of a cup of or three quarters cup of water, and then one quarter teaspoon of Himalayan salt, one point five teaspoons of liquid new natural stevia, one tablespoon of almond extract, three cups of shredded unsweetened coconut flakes, and half a cup of coconut butter. And you'll start actually by preheating your oven to 350 degrees. And then if you have a coffee grinder or a Vitamix, you'll need one of those tools because you'll be grinding up the chia seeds. So you put four tablespoons of chia seeds into your grinder or your Vitamix, grind them up until it's a fine powder, and then scoop that powder into your mixing bowl. And add three-quarters of a cup of water and just mix that together, and it'll be a little bit like cement or goop. It's really, really thick. So you just let that sit there for a couple of moments while you get the rest of your ingredients out, and you'll end up mixing in the coconut flakes, the salt, the almond extract, and the liquid stevia. And you may even need to use your hands to stir at this point because it's that thick. You could use a fork, but hands are probably going to be better especially towards the end of that mixing. Then um, while you're stirring all of that up on the stove top, you'll be melting half a cup of coconut butter. And if you've ever done this before, you know that you need to heat it on extremely low heat, like as low as your heat can go, and maybe even you have to take it on and off of the heat to avoid it from burning. So get that just melted and warm and then mix that into the the rest of your mixture, once again, using your hands. Then get out your pie pan and you don't need to grease the pan or anything. Just press this mixture into the pan with your hands like you would do with a crust. So it's not a crust that you have to roll out with a rolling pin or do anything fancy with. You just take it in your hands, press it into the pan about a quarter inch thick or so. And if you have, um, Jeannie, do you know the diameter of our pie pan? Is it nine inches? We have a big one and a smaller one. Yeah, I think the one that we recommend is the nine-inch one. Yeah, so if you have choices, use the largest pie pan that you have. Um, But you'll actually end up with extra dough. So we've got these glass kind of baking dishes that you can bake like tiny casseroles like single-serving or double-serving casseroles in the oven. We have those types of glass dishes. So we like to put the rest of the, um, the, the dough into one of those and make another mini pie because you'll have extra. Or you could just make some macaroons with that. Um, so you have, like, one big pie and one kind of small one. And if you don't have a, a mini pan... You could probably use, like, cupcake tins or or something like that, just some type of smaller container. Then you bake that pie crust for about 45 minutes or until you see that the edges have turned golden brown. Or and just that's the part like that done. smells so good. It does. It smells yeah. amazing. If you've ever smelt um, almond extract, it just smells like that plus coconut and vanilla and amazing flavors and just that really good baking smell. 
And do try to spread out your dough as evenly as you can in the pan, although it is hard to tell. Um, but I've, I've done it where some parts of are slightly thinner, and they end up having kind of like dark, dark, dark brown spots on, on the crust, almost like it's burnt spots. So make it as smooth and even as possible. And then um, either while that's baking or once it's done, you can make your filling. And definitely put your pie crust into the fridge or into the freezer right away to cool it down because we don't want a warm pie crust when we put the filling in. Mm-hmm. So for the filling, you'll be using two-thirds of a cup of white chia seeds. You could use the black ones, but your pie will look more gray. That's up to you. But the white ones look better. Two cans of full-fat coconut milk, one and three-quarters cups of shredded coconut, three teaspoons of almond extract, and two teaspoons of liquid new natural stevia. And we've gotten comments with these proportions that people say, Oh, I like it because it's not too sweet. We hear that a lot with these exact proportions, so two teaspoons of stevia. Now, if you're the type of person that almost always says, well, it's not sweet enough for me, then go ahead and add an extra teaspoon of stevia for you. Um, but it's easy to also just taste it before you put it in the pan and add more if you need. Um, so wh- while your pie crust is cooling down in the fridge, Grind these chia seeds, the two-thirds cup of chia seeds in your coffee grinder or your Vitamix, um, and you might need to do this in small batches if you're using a coffee grinder because it's, it's two-thirds of a cup. is kind of a lot. And then uh, you'll pour that into a, a bowl and pour the cans of coconut milk in the bowl and mix that in. So we're not adding any water. We're just using coconut milk as the liquid. Mix it all up. And then add the the extracts and add the coconut um, flakes. Just mix it all up. You can use a fork this time for mixing. And then once your crust is fully cooled, pour that filling into the crust and place that into the fridge. Or if you're kind of impatient, put it in the freezer and it'll, it'll go quicker. Although this is not meant to be eaten frozen. It's meant to be eaten refrigerated. Now, if you're the type of person that enjoys bananas and you like a, a little bit more of a flair and a, a fun extra zing in there, um, put in about a third of the pie filling, slice up a banana, and put in some slices just flat on that filling. Then put in another third of filling on top of that, put on some more banana slices, and then top it off with the rest of the filling. So you've got two layers of bananas in there, and really you could do as many layers as you want. Then it's very fun on top to sprinkle a whole bunch of sliced almonds or uh, chopped walnuts is really good, especially if you're going to be bringing this to a party or serving it to guests. Those nuts on top make it look much more beautiful and, and way more appealing. Yeah, Madeline, do you have like one or two suggestions how to eat this? Like parties is one way to do it or as a snack, maybe? Either way. Yeah, parties or or just make it for yourself and eat it yourself. Mm-hmm. And yep, just have either some way. as often as you'd like. Good. Mm-hmm. And if this out of all of our desserts that we have, I would have to say this one is the most rich and filming. 
Like, okay. It, it would be very hard to overeat it. Okay. Well, everyone who's listening, go and make this and then comment on the blog. Let us know how it turns out for you. Um, and again, that blog is at studiotimeout.com and you click on the blog tab at the top and you can subscribe to that and then we'll let you know when new ones come out. Well, it's the end of our show. Thank you for listening to today's show of Body Balance Talk and we'd love to hear about your progress so you can keep us updated about anything that's going on in your life. My name is Lucy, along with Madeline and Jeannie, and that's our show. Happy Halloween. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in this week. Join Jeannie, Lucy, and Madeline for another edition of Body Balance Talk next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, listen to yourself and make it a healthy life ahead. We'll be right back.